This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today, our guest is no stranger to the program, David Ray Sales from D-Ray's Plumbing, Heating, and AC. Today, we will uh, put a focus on that plumbing thing and make sure that that water in your home is flowing properly after a very very cold night. Uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you fellas doing this morning? Great. Great. Doing great. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Always bring up the earlier deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I've got a couple of questions to ask you guys. It is... Just brutally cold. Even for Mississippi, it is brutally cold outside. Uh, you know, it's not even like you guys got to go work in Chicago today or anything where everything's shut down. But uh, what's it like? Uh, you know, Dell, I know you work on a lot of roofs. Are you getting up on a roof at this temperature? Well, uh, not really. I, the truth about it, I will come out and look at it. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when it's the, the shingles are frozen, it's just not safe. No, no, I wouldn't mm-hmm. think so. I wouldn't no. think so. Um, uh, and and D Ray, I, I told Java on your way in this. I was like, he's never going to show up because all the, pro- the all the pipes froze last night, and everybody called this morning. So mm-hmm. is that the case? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so okay. So as soon as you get out of here, you got you got work to do. Yeah, work to do, and and basically. When you're looking at conventional homes, uh-huh. they're wet underneath. So you want to kind of spend the day getting that water out from under there right. before you get under there. because Oh, yeah. Yes. And and that's the main thing. And, you know, getting some getting type things. of material uh-huh. to where you can get under there. Okay. Yes. All right. And um, so I, I wanted to ask this question real quick of you guys you three this is a question that was left over from last week that i just have to ask because it makes sense for this week also last week we were in the middle of all this rain you know we've been in a whole bunch of rain well now we're in the freezing part but it 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 does make sense so here we go how often fellas how often does the weather affect what a contractor can do to a home does that happen often sure I think it Absolutely. does. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, all shapes and forms. It can be too hot, too cold, well, yes. too rainy. Yeah. I mean, there's several right. things. You you don't want to do flooring if you're not if you're not um, conditioned in inside. Okay. So just yeah, something because you'll simple. retract and all that other jazz. Yeah. Well, the materials me, won't dry. Well, this is here goes the question. All right, you fellows are all contractors. You go in people's homes and do things for them, and typically. When I've worked with contractors, it doesn't all happen in 30 minutes like the HGTV shows. So it takes a little time. Well, here's the issue. How should a homeowner, all right, one of your clients, how should one of your clients deal with a pro who's not working because of the weather? If they feel, is that reasonable? What do they, what do they need to know? About you guys and say uh, whether Dale, it's raining for three weeks and we've had tarps up. What do you Look, do? I'm your doctor. Trust me. Okay. I know 
um, like like we discussed a week or two back, um, mm-hmm. we've been doing this over 20, 25 years. We know what's your best interest. Mm-hmm. And it's not correct to put a roof on in the rain. Now, some people will do it, and then they'll get those blister spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know what's going to happen. So you got to be patient. you got to allow your contractor a chance to do what he knows how to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not there. You just can't do it. That is so important, and it doesn't necessarily have to be weather. Mm-hmm. It can be materials. It can yes. be. It can be labor. Um, I, I had a conversation with a doctor. We were we were redoing their bathroom, mm-hmm. and it was. They were just like any other customer, any other client. Why is it taking so long? Um, and I'll never forget this conversation. We we set the husband and wife down at the kitchen table and just explained, me finishing up 30 days early mm-hmm. is, not, is not going to satisfy you in the long run. Yes. Three years from now, man, I wish we would have given the contractor another 30 or 45 days. To, to do the detail work. Exactly. To do what he needs to do. So, mm-hmm. so ease up on us a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, I promise you, most cases, we're not paid until we're, until we're finished. Yeah. Right. So it, it's in our best interest to, to finish as quickly as we can. Because when you look at the can of glue, uh-huh. sometimes the humidity, uh-huh. you can put it together after couple of weeks, right. it's going to pull loose because it don't have that, that humidity, the right. time to bond. Mm-hmm. And so now you back to the material again. That, okay. There you go. So it's, not the, the, it's not the worker. Mm-hmm. It's not the contractor, but it's the material. Okay. You want everything to be right. And you're not our only <clears throat> client. So we may have um, a specialist <laughs> a that's um, like the one we want to use, our, our main guy. And he's on another job. Well, we have to allow him time to finish up there before we can bring him over to your job. Okay. You know, I've often thought, it, it, how nice would it be if we just had one client? <laughs> <laughs> They'd have to we, pay more. We would get to know him very well. Yeah. I've been doing I, this 20-plus years, so the yeah. meter will be running. I need more than one client. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D-Ray, we got something for you. Alan is on the line in Hernando with a question about a toilet. What's going on, Alan? Um, well, we've got just the typical low-flow toilets that um, have been installed in most homes in the last 15, 20 years. And um, I'm wondering if there's anything that we can do to increase the capacity or the uh, the, the rate of the flow in it because I'm tired of using the plunger all the time. Mm. <laughs> and, Alan, how old is that toilet? Um, 15 years. 15 years. Was it flowing good when you... No, it's always. They, uh, I mean, the, you know, the. I believe the plumbing, as far as how it was installed and everything, is good. But, but cheap uh, toilet. Yeah, they've time. always just had a very low capacity, slow mm-hmm. rate of, you know, yeah, of flow. It's time to go buy, Alan. There's some terrific toilets out there, and most of your suppliers will have like a showroom, a demo, to where you can see they have some that will flush. 50 golf balls. I, Alan, uh, my wife and I did this last year. We went to go buy a new toilet. And if you do that, it's, it's first of all, it's a really silly exercise walking around a place looking for a toilet. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but when you do, you are going to be floored when you install this thing and go, 
I didn't know toilets had technology. That, or yeah, was it right. different? Yeah, I didn't that's know right. one was different from another. Yes, they yeah. are. Very and, much. And two, uh, I learned this firsthand. We, we bought a very, very nice Kohler. I believe in mm-hmm. Kohler. I've been to the factory. They, they make a very, very good product. Um, but they make mistakes just like... That's right. Just like the rest of the humans yes. on this earth do. So we purchased this Kohler commode. Well, D-Ray, the inside of it was rough. Right. It, it was one of the ones that made it through quality control that yes. shouldn't have. But it catches and everything. It caught everything. And, and it took a minute to figure that out. So, right. you know, stick your hand in there and just make sure yeah. everything well, inside. Well, that's usually where it stops right there. No, 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 no. What if you got big hands, man? You get stuck in there. And, and Alan, you can take a cosmetic mirror and a flashlight and put that mirror down in the toilet, and you can look back in there and just see if there's anything that's hung there. Oh my gosh! Any toys? That's anything? genius, yeah. man. Yes, I've never yeah. thought of that before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that helps. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, don't be afraid of the toilet aisle. Oh, that's There's some right. really great things there. Sure. Yeah. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, outside of yesterday, this winter has not seen many below freezing temperatures. So imagine you've not seen many frozen pipes up to this point, D-Ray. Right. right. Uh, what are you being called out for outside of those frozen pipes? Basically, the the winter advisement, you know, everybody mm-hmm. want to get everything insulated. Get everything covered up. Mm-hmm. Make sure nothing is exposed. <coughs> but, you know, and I still advise, leave everything dripping. Leave everything dripping? I don't care what kind of house you have. Leave a few things dripping. Even even if you're on a conventional foundation? The safest things to leave it dripping. Really? Yeah. Okay. And does that mean all of your faucets or just one? One or two end lines where you're at the end of your line uh-huh. or something in the middle of the line. So maybe one just, downstairs, one upstairs yes, kind of thing? Yes, just to kind of keep a little flow going. And because it could be your main line to where a root could push right. it up mm-hmm. to where it's exposed and you never know it. Okay. Mm. All right. And uh, wow, that's crazy. What are some of the other common problems you get called for? Maybe a, a tree limb in the pipes? Well, you, you always got roots. Right. And a lot Tree of Tree limbs in the yes. pipes. Do you hear me? And you roots. always have hair. <laughs> hair right. is hair? hair is I mean hair and grease. Uh-huh. From your kitchen to your bath, all those lines flow together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this body wash mm-hmm. it's basically a grease material. Ah, uh, the body wash. Yes. And All right, we gotta talk about more about this here. That is awesome. What about the kids that throw the whole roll in there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's a whole new thing for that. All right, you know what? It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. What uh, what plumbing nightmares do you have in your home? Does the tank in your toilet take forever to fill up? Or maybe there's a faucet in your house that's been leaking forever. Also, if you need general home improvement advice, get this. I've got three contractors in today on the house. You can ask them any question you want. 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and David Ray Sales from D-Ray's Plumbing, Heating, and AC. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Got a question here that I wanted to... uh, Wanted to bring up to the other guys, and I'm sure, uh, D-Ray, you've done some other kind of contracting, but here we go. Gentleman, Troy sent in an email, and he wants to know, is it okay to paint over uh, some stain on a Cypress house? He says he's planning to paint the house a different color, and someone told him that he's not supposed to paint over Cypress. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm sure you can paint it. Um, right. Now, it'll never look like it looks right now. Uh, yeah. Now, keep in mind, there's other products that we can use for exterior siding that are less money than Cypress. If I'm going to use Cypress, I'm I'm not going to paint it. Right. Um, would, would Cy- does Cypress lose its value if painted? You know, I don't think so. It is a good, natural, uh, it, it's built for for outdoors right water. that's that's why we use it right um and and you know we use i've got exposed rafter tails on my house mm-hmm. um i stained them i use cypress um, okay gotcha our our columns are cypress i stained them um can so i is, paint them sure yeah. i could paint them okay and so. at some point, you want to treat it anyway, you know, because it just keeps drying up. Sure. You know, yeah. it needs a little Vaseline or a little oil on it. That's right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to the phone. Let's see. Is it Rahad? Is that correct, Rahad? Hello? Hello? And there we go. Let's, uh, are we doing line one? And let's go to number two. Robert is on the line in, five, in Florence. What's going on, Robert? Uh, a pressure. I've had a problem with water pressure. At least I think that's what the problem is. Mm. Uh, after I built my house, put it all new, everything new, uh, a few months, uh, I don't know, probably seven, six, seven months later, I'm in the bed at night and I hear water. <laughs> and I said, what is that? <laughs> I, I, I started grabbing my 45, you know, somebody's in the house. You know? <laughs> and, uh, well, it, it kept doing it. Finally, it's, it's the faucets in the bathtub. So, I contact uh, the faucet people, and they sent me new valves put in it. I put them in there, and for a few months, it's fine. And started doing it again. Hmm. So I called them back again. They sent me some more, and I put them in there, and it lasted a few months, and started doing it again. Hmm. And they, then they sent me the whole valve structure, the whole thing, you know, yeah, to replace. Well. It never did. It's doing. It's still doing it now. Sounds like bad engineering to me. Well, uh, last year, the world in eighteen, I out by my meter, I had to put a had a one of the couplings that you slide on there, and it, and it tightens up. It's got a big wide O ring in it. Mm-hmm. Well, it blew that O ring out. It didn't blow the pipe off. It blew that O ring sideways where the water come out. Goodness. Yes. And. Uh, was it flooded? You know, I didn't know it was doing it till I done spent one hundred and fifty dollars for water. 
So I talked to the I've talked to the water company two or three times, and I talked to Peerless after we oh, not Peerless uh, Price Fisher after we replaced all that stuff. And I said, "What is the water pressure supposed to be for these faucets?" She said, "70, 75 pounds." So I went and bought a meter, I mean a gauge, mm-hmm. put on there. My water pressure went up to 220. Mm. Uh, now it don't it don't stay at 220. You understand what I'm saying? If you go out there right now and stick a meter on that, maybe 75 or 80. But if you leave it on there like overnight and stuff, it goes up higher. It'll 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 always go up in the 90s. Well, the water company comes out here and checks it, and they said it's only 78 pounds. It's fine. I said it ain't fine. I said it's blowing everything out, and it's you know. Uh, anyway, uh, all right, Robert. The the man of the hour is going to answer your question, D-Ray. Robert, they have a pressure uh, regulator that you can put just your side of the meter, and it takes about probably about forty five minutes to install that, and you can you will be able to set that and regulate your pressure regardless whatever the city pressure is. You'll be able to regulate your pressure at your house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Put regulators on that bathtub on the hot and the cold water. That's only going to regulate at that fixture, but this one will regulate the whole house. I went back and talked to water company. They said, "Well, you can put a." They said, "You can put a, a meter with a regulator." I said, "Why don't y'all put the regulator on the meter?" You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be a lot easier. Yes. Well, yeah, but you know, Robert, that would that would cost them money, right? Yes. So yes. now you get to pay them. Yeah, they're yeah. they're in the business of selling you water, right? Yeah, and that, remember the business they're in, right? And mm-hmm. that device would you know probably cost you probably somewhere between forty five to sixty bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Good. All right, thank you. We appreciate it, Robert. Let's go to Rajad and Mobile. What's going on, Rajad? Hey, uh, this is a job from Mobile. Yeah. What's going on? So uh, my house faces south, but my bedroom is on the north end. Uh, so in winter, it's, it's pretty cold in there because it, the trees cover the north end of my house. Mm-hmm. So I see condensation on my windows, which are on the north end of my bedroom. And the water, I see water all the way on the drywalls of the window and all. So how to tackle that? Water? Do you say uh, mm-hmm. condensation on the drywall? Well, condensation on the, on the windows. It's coming off the. Oh, windows. okay, gotcha. How 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 old's your house? Um, fifteen years. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a guess that you have single pane aluminum windows. Yes. Okay, that's your problem. So it would be switch them out. These, switch. These are dub, double pane windows. Uh, I have some. I have two glasses on the windows. Does it still have? A, does it have? A, is there any like cloudiness in between or anything of that nature? No, nothing in there like that. Hmm. Uh, there may because be. The windows are too cold. Well, I mean, condensation happens when the outside temperature is colder than the inside. Condensation is going to form on that on that window. But typically, not on a um, not on an insulated glass. Uh-huh. So, Could be coming around that glass, you know, if it's not properly insulated. Yeah, uh, 
<clears throat> those walls. Any kind of air there. Mm-hmm. It might Making be it really uh, Might be worth going and getting some uh, caulk to go around that, some silicone, something of that nature to go to plug your air holes. It sounds like there's some air leakage around that window somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks a lot. I hope that helps out. Give that a try. The great thing that uh, about that is that caulk is very cheap. So, uh, and what I mean by that, you don't have to get the Shivas, but it's still cheap. All right, let's go to Willie and Yupora. What's going on, Willie? Hello. Hello, Willie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I would do better if I can unstop my uh, my tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, it's, it's beginning to come up when we're flushing. It comes up into the uh, tub, mm. and I put a snake mm. in it on the trap outside the house from the uh, trap to... The uh, under the house about ten foot that was clear. Then I put it the opposite direction about thirty feet. It went and that was clear. But the water is still coming up in the trap and coming up in their uh, bathtub. So I was wondering if it's if it's if it's stopped up under the uh, commode or not. That's where you're gonna have to go in, at Willie, under that toilet. So does that mean uh, you're saying take the toilet up? Yes. Okay, take you're the toilet up. You're going to have to remove right. that toilet and go in there. Mm. Okay. You know, That's what I was thinking. Yes. I was just about to say, Willie, you probably knew that. You just didn't want to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to stick my hands out in there. All right. No, well, who does? Except for D-Ray. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thanks, Mr. Willie. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Neat thing is, folks, I've got three contractors in one room this morning. Uh, we got somebody. I mean, we've got we've got some great contractors this morning, and they want to answer your questions. And it's on the house. And if you had to call D-Ray to pull up in your driveway to answer the question, it would cost you money. But this morning, you can just call. And, now, and, and, and I want to sing uh, D-Ray's praises this morning because uh, a couple of weeks ago, he actually pulled an emergency job at my house. My uh, son was a little too rambunctious. What did he flush? No, he didn't flush anything. He ripped the sink out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to, I guess. Yeah, what are you was, feeding this kid? <laughs> he's six years old. And he's a big boy. That's all I would say. Yeah, so he, uh, he ripped the sink out the wall and uh, D-Ray came out the next morning. Morning and mm. and got and got me hooked back up. I I tried my DIY thing myself, but sometimes I know when it's out outside of my scope. So I made I made the call and I just wanted to uh, publicly thank D Ray for you know, that's, that's cool. you know what that reminds D Ray uh, because of that thinking about the sink thing. Okay, yes. so part of that is aesthetic and the other part is plumbing. Yes, you know. So how many of the calls do you get that are aesthetic? Hey, I'd like to change out to a prettier faucet. And how many calls are, come quick, we're drowning? It's about 50-50. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. All right. You know what, uh, John, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, it's time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit 101 on mpb at mpbonline.org hey lou in hagsburg don't go anywhere we're going to get your call as soon as we get right back and um david ray sales or d ray is going to be here with those plumbing questions 877 mpb ring we'll be right back 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with uh, Dale Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and David Ray Sales or D-Ray from D-Ray's Plumbing, Heating, and AC. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Remember, we have three contractors on the house this morning. So I do want to talk about, though, this condensation question we got a few minutes ago on the windows from Ajad. Uh, let's talk to Lou in Hattiesburg. He's got another thought about this. Lou, are you with me? Yeah. So what's going on? I sell uh, a lot of replacement windows. Uh-huh. I work for Economy Supply in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, sort of a checklist I go through when I get a phone call about someone with a sweaty window like that. Yeah. So usually when you have a house that's that age, you have aluminum windows that are uh, double-paned but not very well insulated. Right. And it's usually in the bedroom on the north side of the house where the door is closed all day and sometimes heavy drapes over the window. Just like the guy said. Yeah, and I tell them that if you don't let that air circulate, it's going to sweat forever. You could change out that aluminum window and put in a vinyl window, and it's going to sweat less but it's still going to sweat. So I'll have them, you know, flip the AC vent around, point it at the window, uh, or figure out if they have some sort of attic ventilation problem, because if you have moisture building up in your attic because you don't have adequate ventilation there, the condensation in your home will be much worse. Travel down the wall kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you think you want to buy vinyl windows and you have aluminum windows, you should buy vinyl windows because it's a huge change. It's quieter, warmer, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Just better. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate that. Uh, and it's good to know what that uh, checklist is. Peace. All right. Thanks. Let's go to uh, Graham in Starkville. What's going on, Graham? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can. Uh, I've got to change telephones here. Uh, I hope that that's, hope that's all right. Still good. Uh, you comment, somebody called in a few minutes ago with uh, water uh, pressures above 200 PSI, if I was listening correctly. Yes, and uh, a 200 PSI requires a water tower over 450 feet high. And so, and that's a lethal pressure. I think that there's some some misunderstanding with his, uh, with his pressure because I can't, I called two people in, in charge of, uh, rural water systems here, and they, mm-hmm. they they didn't think that that was a uh, they'd ever heard of pressures that high in in domestic water uh, systems. Anyway, wow. I just wanted to mention that in case it was of some interest to if the folks are still listening on. Well, thank on you, thank you very much. I've got to ask okay. Graham because you're in Starkville. Are you an engineer by chance? Yeah. Uh, per, yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> we figured. We figured. Right. So, okay, four hundred feet high gives you two hundred psi. Uh, four hundred. It's over four fifty to get you wow. two hundred psi. Wow. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, thank you very much for calling, Graham. That is awesome. I love when smarter people than us call us. <laughs> well, you, you know, I do. I do have a little confession to what? 
You remember last week when uh-huh. my friend told us how much water weighs, blah, right, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And I called him a uh, maybe a nerd or uh-huh. something. And I, so he, he came out of here and he beat you up, didn't well, he? Well, I think he wants to, but on the way in, <laughs> right. you know, I asked him, I said, man, I sure appreciate that input you had last week. Would you listen and give us some more input? Mm-hmm. He said, he said, no, because you called me a nerd. So I'm going to publicly apologize for that. I right. didn't mean to call him a nerd. There you go. So Jeff's, Jeff's information yeah. source cut him off. So yeah. <laughs> and I got to have my people, you know? Right. All and, right. Let's go to, uh, oh, be right. You want to a lot of time on that water pressure? Uh huh. It could be because he was not having this problem all the time. Uh-huh. And it could be to where they may be working on the line, and when they cut that water on, it's giving him that force. Would they ever put that kind of force or pressure through in order to, to blow the line out or anything of that nature? It depends on, it could be a young guy, a helper, that's cutting the water on, Oops. and he's just... Too fast. Right. Rolling it on too fast. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's uh, go to uh, Dean in Laurel real quick. What's going on, Dean? Um, I was calling in. My uh, water pressure is low at my house. I, I live about 900 foot from my meter, and uh, I built the house 20 years ago, and my water pressure has always been kind of low, and, and my faucets begin to leak some when uh, the pressure drops when everybody starts using the, the water around, you know, 6 uh-huh. in the afternoon. What size line do you have run to your house? Um, I believe it is uh, it's either a one inch or an inch and a half. I think it's inch and a half. Hmm. No way. Yeah, you should be getting great water pressure with that inch and a half. Is it hilly or is it flat? It's the uh, well. There, there's one hill. It it runs down through a dip and and then goes up the other side. But it's about level as far as you know where the meter's at and where the house is at. Have you had high water bills? Are you losing water somewhere? No, it's it's always the same. It's it's just uh, it's just always been you know kind of low pressure there. And is it just low at your outside spigots? No, it's it's low through the whole house. Okay. All right, D. Ray. Um, <laughs> you may need to check. You know, like your your valves, any valves that you have. Make sure that they're all the way open to water heater, your water meter. Make sure there's no valves that's half on. Okay. Could a could a regulator for the overpressure, as you mentioned before, for the other situation work in this situation yeah it yes oh well there's a thought because you're giving it that static pressure you're pushing it forcing it uh-huh. to, to have pressure on it yes okay another thought there all right thanks dean appreciate it let's uh let's keep moving since we're doing this let's go to uh Catherine. Catherine, are you here with us yes i am so what's going on well, um, I'm not as smart as some of these people. Trust me. <laughs> I got a, I got a dumb question for you. I'm sure. We love these. Okay, I bought an older house. It is um, exactly uh, going on 55 years old. It was built in 1964, and um, it has um, um, all right inside. It has natural hardwood floors that I found. They had them covered, and I ripped. Everything off of them, and there they are. I have a few boards 
um, that are buckling. Now, when I say buckling, the house is raised. So when I say buckling, I mean, like, not severely, but enough um, that now I'm starting to trip over it. Like a peaking? I'm sorry? Nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. So that's all I know how to describe it to you as, without you seeing it, is a space between... I call them flats in the board because I was raised in New Orleans also on hardwood floors. Now, this is real wood, okay? So the, the um, tongue and groove between them, one is lower than the other. They're not matching up. So it's, I call it buckling. It's just not one's raised and one's lower. I had a guy come out and... Um, his advice to me was not to replace the boards. That would be hard to do, being that it's real wood. So we putted it. Mm-hmm. He told me to leave it until it dried thoroughly, take a putty knife and scrape the excess off, and put some um, some uh, vinyl on, I mean, um, some um, liquid stuff on top of it, some mm-hmm. bonnets on top of it. Well, the putty's still there. I mean, he put it right. so thick. You know, like a filling in a tooth, almost, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, he definitely that. he went easy on that, and he got out of that house as fast as he could. So, right. Yeah. Uh, Miss, um, fellas, Miss Catherine, have you had anyone to go underneath to check and see is any any water or condensation under the house? Um, no, sir. But I did have somebody that was coming in cleaning when I was gone at work, and um, I did see on a camera that I was not told. But they did spill a bucket of water on the floor, oh, and they man. did mop it up, but probably not very well. So um, my indication now after seeing that is that it come from the surface. But no, no one would go under my house because they have a snake under there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to have to send two contractors your way, an exterminator first. <laughs> You know, do you raise false snakes under houses, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you definitely have a moisture issue. Yes. Now, is the wood, um, is it raised up in the middle, or are the ends curling up? That's very important. The ends are curling up. The ends are curling up. Okay. That is water on top. Yeah. Okay. Water underneath, the middle will raise. Okay, ah, so so that's definitely what it sounds like. Water trap between the subfloor and your wood floor. It's only happening in one area, correct? Yes, but it's spreading okay. now. This, this yeah. like I, I don't, I, Catherine, Kathleen, Catherine, Catherine, <laughs> Catherine. I don't think spilling some water on top has caused this issue. I think that you have a water leak. Uh, is my opinion. But wow, because um, it would take a lot of water to do this. So are we looking for a plumber or a floor guy? I think we're looking. I I I, I think you have a water leak. To be quite honest with you, okay. Okay. Well, what, what, what do you think? I have yes. I have a question. Then with that being said, it's in the middle of the floor under my dining room table. Hmm. Well, I mean that still doesn't mean you don't have a water yeah. line running there. What's that? Real wood floor, that one bucket wouldn't have did that I much doubt damage. It. I doubt yeah. it. Not for real wood. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Catherine, yeah, you do need to call a pro and find the source of that because it it sounds as though it's not going to get any better before you find it. And two, just keep in mind, this is covered on your homeowner's policy. Yes. And, Miss Catherine, you can go to your water meter and flip the lid and watch that little red dial, see if it's moving with everything cut off in the house. That would indicate that you have a a pressure leak, and it could be a sewer leak. If it's a sewer leak, someone would have to go under, and it could be from your gutters or anything. It could be an undertaker uh, roof leak. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, thanks, Catherine. Let's go real quick to uh, Ruth in Birmingham. Hey, Ruth. Hey there. Can you- uh, yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Okay, Um, we have a condo in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, first floor. Out of 10 floors, so there's 10 condos above us. And we have a, a toilet that has begun to um, gurgle up. And, you know, I'll be asleep and there will be no washing machine on, no dishwasher on. And hear this gurgle, 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 and go into the bathroom. And it's bubbling up real high. And then all of a sudden, like a volcano, and then all of a sudden, soap suds, pure white soap suds come out. Whoa, nice. And onto the floor. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> I wonder if somebody upstairs got a dishwasher on. Oh, well, washing clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and why? Yeah, there's a there's a connected line there somewhere, and it may have been connected in the beginning, or it could have been a repair where a line got connected and you were getting water from somewhere else. Because you said this yeah. is taking place when nothing is on in your space. Exactly, exactly. nothing is on. Ray, is it significant that bubbles are coming, meaning soap-like bubbles are coming that out? That mean a washing machine or dishwasher mm-hmm. or something is yeah, it, is running. It, it starts with it starts with air coming up and, and blowing the water up, and then the bubbles start after that after the sun. Someone has put a someone has put a wet drain over yes. over. Yes. over remember me talking about a wet drain? Yeah. Why you don't want right. to do yeah. it? Uh-huh. This is step. why okay. you don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. And okay. have you noticed? Uh, I didn't know- Sometime during the day, do you have a? Do you get an odor at any time? I've not noticed an odor. Okay. I've heard, I've heard a burp before. Yeah, it's you got a you got a drain issue there that someone is tied in, and it's as a matter of fact, it's sucking all the moist all the water out of your traps. Oh, so let me ask you, Ruth: uh, Is this a new place, older place, what? It's old, and I can tell you this: it's a, got cast iron um, out outspouts or downspouts. Yeah. And it used it used to be that the wash the people's washers and dryers were on the kitchen downspout. Hmm. Well, I guess ours collapsed. That one were on, on ours where the kitchen is, but they mm-hmm. have pipes. They have pipes underneath our unit with plastic pipes, PVC pipes, over to our toilet mm-hmm. downspout. So it's in the toilet downspout, and it comes in about three feet below our toilet. Um, they went in there and jetted everything. Everything's clean. They TV'd it down from our toilet. Everything looks fine. So now they're telling us, telling the association they need to move that where it comes in. They move it, need to move it 10 feet below the toilet, which they cannot do, but they can get a couple more feet down, you know, below our toilet. D-Ray, is that the fix? I think that may be the fix, and they may have to run a a dry vent 
back up because it seems like everything is tied on that one vent line. And for a, a two-plex, you have to have two stacks, a wet and a dry stack. Okay. Well, um, Ruth, it sounds like you're on the right track talking to the, the building owners, so I hope, I hope that's the way it goes. All right. Uh, we do need to take a break real quick. We will come back and we'll talk with Debbie and Roger and Stephen all on the line waiting. So if you want to get your call on, you can call it 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm Jason Klein here with Dale Moore, Jeff Sammons, and our resident plumber, David Ray Sales. Call with your questions now. It's MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and David Ray Sales from D-Ray's Plumbing, Heating and AC. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. All right, let's go straight to the phone. Debbie's on the line and Wesson has got a comment about those uh, buckling floors. You with us, Debbie? Yes, I am. And thank you. Yes, ma'am. I heard her say her house was built in 1964. So, yes, definitely check for the water leak you guys suggested. But I am assuming, since this problem is in her dining room, that that's going to be close to her kitchen. If there's not a leak found, and if this is a person who uses their kitchen more often during the day than any place else in the house that has wooden floors, to, if, if there's not a leak found, just buy one of those portable roll-around dehumidifiers and, oh, wow. and try that because if it's a person who's using the kitchen more so in the day, they're cooking, it's steaming, um, mm-hmm. if they're a person who happens to be canning and putting up food, that's more steam going into that area, and it may be drifting more toward the dining room area than staying in the kitchen area. That's a good thought, Debbie. Thank you. You're um, very welcome. And that's all. Good luck, Catherine. <laughs> and, and oh, yeah. Thanks, Debbie. All right, let's keep going to, uh, all right, I'm going to say Roger, and you're either in Helena, Arkansas, or Helena, Alabama. Helena, Arkansas. Ah, okay. All right, so what's going on, Roger? All right, the man that called in and had the low water pressure to his house. Yes, sir. He may have to upsize his water meter. Okay. All right, upsize the water meter is, uh, I wonder why that wouldn't, the one that he has would not be sufficient if it's a standard residential home. Well, I had a choice on uh, water meters when I had my house, and they offered me a one-inch or or larger meter. Uh, And Uh, you said? Three-quarter to one-inch, yeah. Which way did you go? I went with the one-inch. Okay. Is it D-Ray, is that the right thing to go with? One inch is the right thing to go with. Okay. Because with that three-quarter meter, you still only have three-quarters pressure. Oh, okay. That's, but that one that's inch. That's what I'm thinking. He, he may have a three-quarter, whereas he needs a one. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. He well, said an inch and a half, but that's just not plausible. That was, like, you that know, was on, to, his, on his line, not his meter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, All right, so you got to. Coming feed line going to the house. Yes, yes. What funnel. Yes. You got a yes. funnel. There. And mm-hmm. I have seen where that meter with hard water, mm-hmm. you may have a three quarter inch meter, but you only have a quarter inch outlet because of the the uh, line. Oh wow! The wow! Bill. So uh, like yes. uh, like an artery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like artery. All right. 
Number call is 877-MPB-RING. Uh, thanks, Roger. We appreciate that. It helps a lot. All right, Stephen's on the road, and uh, what's going on, Stephen? Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you all for taking my call. Morning. Um, I live in New Orleans in a condo, and uh, for some reason, every time, it seems like every time the guy above us does laundry, I get water that comes through the can light in my shower stall. Whoa! <laughs> and I'm not the bright, I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but I know that water and electricity really are not. Friends. There you go. <laughs> they're not. They're not friends. <laughs> no, they don't like each other. Well, they're not friends to you. I promise. No. Yeah. So anyway, I've asked him: um, Is your washing machine overflowing into your floor? And he says, "No, I don't think so." Which I would think if you you would know if there was water on your floor, but mm -hmm. he says it's not. So I don't know, is it his problem, my problem? Is it the condo association's problem? Whose problem is this? And, and, and would it, the, the pipe is probably 300 years old, who knows? But, I mean, who, how do I figure this out? All right, the guy that uh, typically works with insurance claims the most. Let's talk to Jeff. Man, this is this is easy. I'm hoping the um, area is sheetrock. Is that true? Well, actually. That the area of the ceiling is sheetrock. Okay. The shower stall itself, fortunately, is ceramic tile, and there's a lip that keeps the water from going into the floor. So it, it's contained in my, the shower stall. Okay. My point being, if you could cut that sheetrock out uh, or remove that can light and look in there, what I suspect, and then we're going to get D-Ray's thought on this, what I suspect is a broken uh, drain line. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think your I think your upstairs neighbor I'm with you. He's going to know if the washing machine's overflowing. Um, I'm thinking it is a broken drain line. Yes, and you can obviously look at it from underneath. Cut the sheetrock out, remove the can light, get a flashlight up in there, and uh, tell exactly where the water's coming from. Run a camera. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, okay. yeah, you can do that, and if you and if and if removing sheetrock scares you, all you've got to do is first of all turn the power off, then go take that can out of there yeah. and look up into it, yes. and 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 the the little thing that goes over the hole that is you know yeah. around the light that just kind of pops off. It's yes. not a big deal, right. and uh, and but if you'll remove that can and look up in there, you'll probably yeah. see and it. Get the machine running mm -hmm. and let it discharge, and it's going to show itself. Right. Sure. By the way, well, while you're up there, while you're up there, replace the can light with an LED. Okay. Well, I know I I take the I replace the bulb, so I know that part's pretty easy to pop out. Hmm. But I didn't know the whole thing would be that easy to pop out. But well, that's, I'm that's just trying to problem. get you an area that you can look between those between your ceiling and their floor. Okay. So All it, right. I mean, even if it's cutting the sheetrock out, it's right. That, that's that's not a big deal. Somebody else could do that, but I can right. do it. Yeah, right. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. I would say right. run that camera well, first. Get a camera down there. Get a good look yeah, in that maybe. pipe. Yeah, but, I mean, he can figure out from his side and then go go there. It's, he can't camera the guy's yeah. apartment and if he's not at home. Yeah, and it's cost-sufficient with the sheetrock. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah, it's simple. All right, thanks, Stephen. We appreciate it. I did want to mention, and this happens a lot on this show, uh, honestly, uh, we talk about some topics, people call in, and sometimes, man, it gets in the weeds and some really, really intelligent people calling. Mm -hmm. I do want you to know that there is one person on this show who knows little to nothing. 
and that's me. <laughs> and and when when you have a question about some little fixes, you know, this weekend I had to fix a hole in drywall. Well, you know, I I, I did I, I fixed the hole in drywall, but we do actually talk about those little fixes sometimes too. Please don't. A lady called earlier and she says, "Oh, I'm not as smart as the rest of your callers." Well, listen, you can call us with anything. If you want to know how to level up a picture on the wall, we can help you out. Uh, so well, we can't this week because it's kind of over now. But D Ray, we do appreciate you coming out, and obviously yes. every time you come here and we talk about plumbing, we just absolutely blow this thing up pieces. And and I appreciate you being here. And until next time, folks, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Simmons, and our guest, David Ray Sales from D-Ray Plumbing, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.